Have you ever had something happen in your life that you just were not expecting, good or bad, and said out loud or to yourself, I just got laid off, or I just got engaged, maybe I just started a business, or I just bought a house, or maybe I just got my heart broken, or I just quit my soul-sucking job. Now what? Me too, friend, me too. I've had a few actually, and each time it happened, in the moment, I felt like the world around me was collapsing and I didn't know what to do. Eventually, of course, I did figure it out, often the hard way, but I figured it out. And it wasn't until I was sharing some of these stories that I realized they were packed full of great lessons of what to do next, how to move forward, and answer that gut-wrenching and sometimes paralyzing question, now what? So join me as we share some of life's most challenging stories and their transformational lessons on the I Just Blank, Now What? The podcast. Hey everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of I Just Blank, Now What? The podcast. I am Jessica Stevens, and thank you so much for joining me today. Today on the show, it's a solo show, so it's it's me and me, which is always fun to come in, although I do know everybody is always tuning in for those guest episodes and hearing those amazing stories from people. But today you're going to get a story from me. But before I jump into the story that I want to share with you, which is probably one that a little bit, some people are very interested in because <laughs> it has to do with the hubs and anything that has to do with the hubs, people are always like, ooh, tell me more. I always joke that he is definitely the more popular person in our relationship in the social media world. Whenever I post a photo of him or anything to do with the the hubs, the likes and the loves and the comments come pouring in. So definitely know he is a fan favorite. Uh, But before I do that, I wanted to share a couple of reviews that were starting to come in about the show. And I just want to let you guys know that I appreciate reviews so much. I do go and read them. And it really just helps everybody else learn a little bit more about the show from, you know, another person's perspective. So here are a couple of reviews that I will be sharing today. So this one is from Bold7569 entitled Everyone Has Stuff. Only been through here the first two episodes, but I'm loving this. Real people, real life stories, real discussion, real simple advice, and really genuine sounding house. Well done. Well, thank you, Bold. 7569, appreciate you saying that about me. But yes, I love the fact that everybody on the show, all the guests, are real people and they've got some real, real stories. That is the goal on the podcast here is definitely to share that. Another review is from MZB81. I really appreciate listening to stories of how people have overcome the most challenging of circumstances. Instead of being told how to do something, I enjoy hearing the story and understanding their journey great podcast. Well, thank you, ZB81. We love having the show here for you to listen to. So thanks so much. And thank you for your five-star rating. So if you haven't rated the show or left a comment yet, please go and do that. We'd love to have you leave something. It helps everybody else get a little flavor of what the show is about. So now on to what today's story is. As I said, it's a solo show with me. And uh, today is, I just started a long distance relationship again. 
Now what? Yes, this is the story of how the hubs and I started dating long distance style. <laughs> and what might be really interesting for everyone to know is that this wasn't my first long distance relationship. This was actually my second. The first one was immediately before this relationship. So the last relationship I had before I started dating the hubs was also long distance. And the person I was dating was also a pilot. But trust me, that is literally where the similarities between these two relationships and these two people end. Like those are literally the only two common factors between the previous relationship and this one. And what really stands out for me when I started dating the hubs is that I was somewhat fresh out of a bad relationship. (laughs) Obviously it was ended. It, It wasn't a great one, but it was also really interesting to me that I was actually even willing to consider dating another person long distance because of the experience that I had just come out of. So I know so many of us tend to shy away from doing things over again when the outcome the first time or even the second time are not good. And that is something that I could have easily have done. Like when I first started talking to the hubs, I could very well have shut down the whole scenario even before getting to know him, just because it was long distance, because I had just come out of a long distance relationship and it didn't end well and it wasn't a great experience for me. So I could have really prejudged the situation of being like, oh, been there, done that, not doing that again. But I'm glad that I was able to kind of tease apart the difference between the long distance relationship things and the person. And so... I definitely had moments where I'm like, this is absolute insanity. I can't even believe I'm doing this again. And kind of had a lot of doubt really going in, going into it. But I had to remember that the Hubs was a completely different person than who my previous relationship was with. And so what was going wrong in the relationship Yes, obviously being long distance probably played a huge factor in in why, why the relationship didn't work, but it really was more about who he was and who I was in that relationship versus the actual long distance-ness in itself. So if somebody is out there and they're considering doing something, but they've already had a bad negative experience in doing that thing with somebody else that's very similar, I just want to invite you to take a minute and think about, like, is it the scenario that is the same and therefore it's a hard no? Or was that previous experience not great because of individuals or other factors, right? Like same thing when we're thinking about friendships or even jobs. Like I know a lot of people who are so closed off to entertaining the idea of a certain kind of job or a certain kind of company or certain things just because of the pre- a previous experience that they had is now coloring their idea of what they could expect in this new new venture is what I'll say. You know, even in the world of business, you know, if somebody's had a bad experience with, you know, a company and they are like, ooh, I've been there, done that, like not for me, 
you know, we'll kind of have to sit back and be like, oh, is it really not for you? Or was it just not the right time? Was it just not the right company? Like what, what else was wrapped up in that experience that you can kind of pull apart and not necessarily paint the whole thing with the same brush of been there, done that, not again. So that is what I will start this conversation off with saying is I was really skeptical going into my relationship with the hubs because of my past experience, but luckily I gave him a shot and was willing to see if it was going to be different this time around. So I met the hubs um, actually at my grandfather's 90th birthday party. Yes, my grandfather, Freddie, was turning 90, and so I actually went down to Florida for that birthday celebration, and that is where I met the hubs for the first time, and he was introduced to me, and I shook his hand saying, hi, nice to meet you, and that was it. Those were like literally the only words we exchanged for the entire day, mainly because, again, I was not in the mindset or headspace to be in a relationship at the time. I had, you know, a couple of months earlier had ended something. So I was like, mm, not even, not even interested, like not even looking. But also, you know, when you're at big functions with family, you know, there's lots of people go around and my cousins have little girls. And, you know, when I was, when I'm around, it's like, I'm the shiny new toy. And so it's like, Auntie Jess, let's go play princess. Let's do this. Let's do that. So I was kind of running around doing a lot of things. And I truly, honestly, didn't really pay much attention to this person, you know. But apparently he was paying attention to me because a few weeks later when I was visiting my family for Christmas in Jamaica, I got a Facebook message from somebody this request by this name and I was like hmm who's this and then I was like oh I think that name looks familiar and I'm like oh it's the guy from the party so that is literally how our relationship actually got started uh is that he connected with me on Facebook and then we proceeded to you know exchange some messages back and forth over the holidays and you know I again I really wasn't really thinking about a relationship at that point or wanting to do anything in in the long distance space because I had just come out of one. So I was like, all right, hi, nice to meet you too. Like I really wasn't like, ooh, he's interested in me and I'm going to be interested in him and let's pursue. Definitely was not my thinking at the time, but I was definitely open to just getting to know him. So that's how things started off. We exchanged some Facebook messages. And then when I got back home to Toronto, where I live, I think we had, you know, a Skype phone call and maybe a couple of Skype phone calls, a couple more messages here and there. And then it really, it wasn't really kind of going anywhere. It was just like exchanging of, of information. And in true Jessica fashion, I had noticed that, you know, he had stopped reaching out for a little while and I was like, huh, I'm like, interesting. I haven't heard from him. Let me poke him and see, you know, what's going on. So I sent him a message to check in and see how he was doing and, you know, ask him where he was. And quite bluntly, I actually said to him, you know, for somebody who said he was interested in getting to know me, you're not actually doing a very good job of that right now. And so I just kind of like put it out there on, on the table. And then he replied and told me where he was and what was going on. And he was actually really honest with me too, to say that he wasn't really putting in a ton of effort because he didn't think that I was very interested. So I'm like, hmm, 
Very true, right? So that's where we kind of just reset our conversations and kind of just started talking with a little bit more intention. So if you are in a long distance conversation with somebody, my number one piece of advice is to go into those conversations with intention. Just, you know, because long distance relationships are super hard. They're so time consuming too, that you kind of need to know, like I'm actually having this conversation with somebody with the purpose of getting to know them so that we can figure out whether or not this is going to go somewhere or not. But just like ping-ponging, you know, conversations back and forth isn't really a great way to go because you can, you know, just seem like, ooh, is this a pen pal? <laughs> like, what's what's going on? So I'm kind of really happy that I said what I said and he replied bluntly honest as well to say that, you know, he wasn't putting in much effort because he didn't think I was interested because it really helped us both like level set. Like, okay, what what's the goal here what are we doing is you know like ping-ponging messages back and forth is lovely but what's the whole point so that's my number one piece of advice if you are talking to somebody who does not live close by and you guys are you know trying to figure out if this is this is something or not really talk to each other with intention and um do some investigational digging and that's okay like these conversations are supposed to help you figure out and learn about the other person. So don't feel like asking questions or asking too many questions is never a bad thing in a long distance relationship. So so we proceeded to do that and then, you know, we decided, hey, let's actually meet up. <laughs> let's let's go on a date. And, you know, for anybody in a long distance relationship knows that that's going to take a hell of a lot more effort than just deciding to meet up on a Friday night and go for drinks or dinner. So we actually had to plan a trip and I decided to head down to meet him where he was because it was just logistically a lot easier. And so I went down to Florida, stayed with my grandparents and we met up and we went on our first date and we got to chat and, you know, we went to the movies and, you know, all that first date stuff. But you just happen to be in a different country. So luckily I had family nearby that I could stay with. And so it was somewhat, you know, a little bit easier. And then for our second date, we actually, he actually took me flying. And I know this is not a common thing. So, you know, ladies and gentlemen who are listening, don't think that having somebody take you flying on a second date is, you know, normal. It's definitely not, but it was definitely a nice touch because it really helped me learn a little bit more about him in his environment. You know, he's a pilot. It's his passion. He loves it. And so he wanted to kind of, you know, invite me into his world. And so we flew from Fort Lauderdale over to Venice Beach for the day, hung out at the beach, you know, had a really great time, had dinner at a nice little restaurant. And then, you know, we flew back to Fort Lauderdale later that night. And this was made possible just because, you know, he was a flight instructor. And so he had access to, to planes. So it was really nice to kind of see him in his environment and get to see what he does for a living every day. I had heard so many conversations about, you know, him flying and instructing and teaching and what that's like. So it was kind of cool to see see his office and have him in his natural environment. And then I left, you know, it was literally only a four day trip. And I guess you could say like, that's when we decided like, okay, I guess we've now been on a date one and date two, I guess this means for dating. And that's when things kind of definitely intensified for, for both of us. And I came back home and we started talking to each other with a lot more frequency, you know, Skype phone calls turned into Skype video calls. And my next piece of advice for people who are considering getting into a long distance relationship is 
you got to figure out your your communication plan and your dating plan because long distance relationship dating is way more time intensive than in person <laughs> dating, right? It can't just be like, oh, we're gonna have an an hour here, we're gonna go to dinner, we're gonna do this thing, or we're gonna I'm doing this thing, so come along. So I'll you know kill two birds with one stone. And when you're dating somebody long distance via Skype or FaceTime or Zoom or whatever it is. You have to really like block off that time to spend with the other person. And so we would do that. We would like carve off specific nights of the week where I would just stay home and cook dinner and we would eat together (laughs) or, you know, figure out what the plan was that we wanted to do. And so we had to be really kind of intentional with our time. So in, in my world, if it doesn't get scheduled, it doesn't get done. So I would literally like put in my calendar like ooh, this is like date night and we would do it over a skype and or you know have a conversation on whatsapp or whatever it was and i didn't book anything else in that time because i needed to reserve it for him and he would do the same thing and it wasn't just like oh you know give me a call later and we'll talk no it was always like super scheduled which is not the most romantic or the most you know spontaneous or fun but it's kind of what you have to do in a long distance relationship you got to like fit it in where you can and you know obviously there'd be lots of text messages and you know quick little phone calls here and there throughout the day but not always just because you know I also worked you know, in a corporate world at the time. And he was a flight instructor, so he'd be up in the air with students. So, you know, our days weren't ever the same. And so we couldn't bank on the fact that we'd be able to text or talk, you know, every day at the same time. So we really had to, like, schedule things in when we could. And then the hubs actually came here to Toronto to visit me for three and a half weeks. And this was months later. And he came for a visit so that we could really see, like, is this for real? (laughs) Is this the thing? And he stayed with me and we got to know each other in a way that we didn't know each other during our long distance dating time because there's still things that you have to learn about each other that you can only do that in person. Like you could ask as many questions and have as many conversations as you want with a person, but you don't really know certain things about them until you're actually in their physical presence. So I learned a lot about the hubs. The hubs learned a lot about me in that visit. And I'm going to tell you, it was not, it was not amazing. <laughs> like we definitely butted heads. We had our first fight. It was not wonderful for three and a half weeks, but it was definitely intense and we learned a lot. But at the end of those three and a half weeks, we really, you know, decided, yes, like this is something that we really want to work towards and work on and figure out. And we're willing to, you know, put in the time and the energy and the effort into pursuing this relationship and figuring out like, how would, how do we be together? Because, The other thing with a long-distance relationship is that there is a time limit on that sucker, right? Like, you can't be in a long-distance relationship indefinitely. There really needs to be some sort of deadline of when you plan on being in the same space together at some point. And so, yeah, we started figuring out, like, okay, well, what does this look like? You work there and live there, and I work here and live here, you know? who would move or what's the schedule like or how often are we going to see each other and how long is that really sustainable so we kind of had those kind of big conversations during that trip and I think it was really helpful because long distance you have to kind of map out your relationship from like one visit to the next 
which are kind of your anchors, but then in between all the other conversations and the daily life stuff is what you kind of use to sustain and build and, and keep things going until the next trip. It's not like, okay, bye, I'll see you in, you know, three months. And then you never have another conversation until you see the other person. Like there's a lot going on in between, but those trips are really like anchors for each other that you have something to be like, okay, in however many weeks we're going to see each other or however many months. And you just kind of like start counting down the days. So that was really helpful for me was always kind of knowing when the next trip was going to be so that I could kind of manage my energy and expectation and look have something to look forward to as well. That was really important. So then we had a quick trip. I think we planned something. Um, we both met up in uh, Florida, maybe for like, I think it was like a long weekend and had a quick trip in like November. And then in December, I went to Jamaica again to spend Christmas with my family, as I do every year. And he came from his side of the island over to mine and spent Christmas with me and my family and all that craziness. You know, we come from two very, very different family styles. Mine is big and boisterous and very involved in each other's lives. And he is definitely coming from a family that is a little bit more subdued, a little more quiet and not as together e as as my family is so throwing him into the pack my family was probably definitely a big challenge for my for the hubs just because he's also an introvert and so very quiet and likes to keep to himself <laughs> and then you throw him into like a big family christmas reunion and who crazy crazy time so we did that and then you know in january we you know went away for a couple of days just the two of us to negril and he proposed so just to give you a really quick, you know, overview on the timing, I met the hubs for the first time in December and then, you know, started having conversations with him later in December and, you know, officially kind of meeting him on Facebook and exchange conversations here and there. In June, I went to go visit him for four days and then at the end of September, October, he came here for three week, three and a half weeks to visit me. We met up for a weekend in November, and then December we spent with, you know, Christmas with my family, and in January we we're engaged. So literally within one year of meeting each other, we started and kind of concluded our long distance relationship with, yeah, that this is what we want to do. For the record, I was completely shocked when he proposed. I was not prepared for it because we hadn't even been dating for a year. You know, I'd known him for a year, but we had started dating in June. And so that was kind of like the mile marker in my head of like, let's just get to this anniversary and then we can figure out everything else after that. But he decided <laughs> that he wanted to turn off the timeline on me. And so, yeah, proposed. So, yeah, we had known each other for one year. We had seen each other in person mm, four times and were engaged, you know, after eight months of dating. That sounds crazy and sounds intense, but really when you're in a long distance relationship and all you have to do is talk, you learn a lot about the other person that you don't necessarily get to experience in, you know, in-person relationships as intensely. So we, we knew each other like really, really well. And, you know, we were also a little older. And so we also had known what kind of person we wanted to be with. And so that really helped to kind of move up the timeline as well. If, you know, I was in my early 20s in a long distance relationship, yeah, probably definitely a completely different experience. So yeah, so we got engaged and then we began the process of figuring out how to be together, you know, full time and making the decision of, you know, who was going to move and 
you know, what that was going to look like and when we were going to make all of that happen. But the relationship itself was just so dramatically different from the first long distance relationship that I had that I'm so glad that I didn't close off the idea just from a previous experience because it hadn't, you know, long distance was not the reason why my other relationship didn't work. It's because of who we were in that relationship and what either of us were willing to do or not do. And so when I met the hubs and, and it was just such a different experience, I was like, wow. Right. So that's like my biggest takeaway too, is just how are you going to show up in that relationship? And, you know, how are you going to commit to it and to the other person. So as I said, like you can't just forever have like this ping pong, you know, conversations back and forth with this indefinite amount of time that you're going to be apart. There needs to be like some serious plans and and guardrails and milestones and points in the calendar in the future of like, okay, the goal is for us to achieve this by this time and that by this time. You know, sometimes people are apart because of school, you know, this person studying here, that person studying there, which makes things a lot easier because it's definitely, you know, temporary in the sense of like, ooh, I'm finishing school, and then when I finish school, I'm, you know, we're gonna work towards moving to be together. You know, assuming the person isn't a professional student and like is just perpetually in school all the time. But that's my other piece of advice: if you're gonna be in a long distance relationship, you really kind of have to set up a little bit of a timeline of, you know, where you forecast the relationship being at certain certain points along the way because that definitely keeps things contained and expectations are easier to manage too versus like this indefinite like ooh we have no idea so after we got married you know obviously we were still in a long distance relationship until you know the hubs was allowed to move to Canada that was a whole different other <laughs> scenario because the timing is not in our control and we had to like, you know, kind of be at the whim of the government. So that was probably actually the more challenging time for us in our long distance relationship was after we got married and really not knowing how long it was going to take. That was the frustrating part for us was just not being in control of the timeline and not knowing. So yeah, that's my other piece of advice is just Figure out, you know, those times in which you're going to see each other. Figure out, you know, what's the longest amount of time that you can be apart before you have to see each other. Get those trips in the calendar and just stay committed to, you know, moving moving towards those dates. But also not living so much in the future where you don't start, you know, appreciating what you got going on, like in the present. So even though you're always looking forward to the next trip, like what's that day-to-day life that you're having together and how are you showing up in your relationship even apart? Because being together is great. It's kind of like these mini honeymoons, you know, all the time where everything's wonderful and everything's so exciting and you're together that you also tend to like put off really important conversations because, you know, you're only together for, you know, three or four days. You don't want to, quote unquote, ruin, ruin a trip by, you know, bringing this up or talking about this thing. But that is definitely not healthy either. And so you got to make sure that you're talking about stuff, you know, in between those trips. But even if, you know, there's something important that you want to talk about and you're like, oh, this would be better if we were in person. Not always. Like just you got to say it when you need to say it and just hope that the other person can kind of 
manage it even while being apart. So yeah, I think that's all that I wanted to share about, you know, I just started a long distance relationship again, now what? And how different I treated the second one from the first one. Definitely more intentional, definitely more focused. Obviously, I learned a lot from my first long distance relationship that I knew were things that I needed to think about and take into consideration, which has kind of helped the second one be that much more successful. And I know the two human beings in which I was in a relationship with are so different that I'm glad that I didn't shut it down before I actually got to know the hubs to know that he could absolutely be in a long distance relationship and make it work and wanted to make it work. And so I think that's that's the key thing is you just have to be really honest with the other person when you're going into that relationship and say, you know, what do you want? <laughs> Because this is what I want. And you can't really hold your your cards too close to the chest in a long-distance relationship. You have to be very open and very forthcoming with information and not just keep things to yourself. You kind of need to really be a little bit more transparent with your intentions and your plans so the other person can kind of know and decide, like, I'm on board for that kind of ride, absolutely, or that's not where I saw this going. So communication is definitely obviously a huge thing in any relationship, but when you're in a long distance relationship, if you don't have good communication, like that is pretty much the kiss of death because that's kind of all you have. And when, when one person stops talking to the other person or goes dark or goes silent or goes missing, ooh, that is, that one's really rough. So if you are in a long distance relationship right now and you're wondering, is this right? Is this for me? I feel like I'm missing out on other parts of this relationship or there's things that are really important to me that I'm not getting because we're in a long distance relationship. You got to take all of those things into considerations and factors. And then you also have to look at the person that you're in this relationship with and, and figure out like, am I, what am I willing to do to be with this person? You know, the stakes are a lot higher in long distance relationships for sure. And it costs a lot more from your energy perspective, from your time perspective, from just traveling. So what are you willing to do? What cost are you willing to pay to make the relationship work? And if you're in, you're amazing, you're in. But as soon as that cost starts becoming too high, you really need to start evaluating as to whether or not this is the relationship for you. And the other thing is, would you be with the person that you're with if they actually lived in the same city as you? I ha I've had conversations with people who are in long-distance relationships and, and they are questioning things and, and whatnot. And I just kind of tell them, I'm like, if this person lived down the street from you, would you still want to be with them? Or is the long distance part of the relationship, what's keeping the relationship going because you don't see them every day. You don't see them often. You have these long gaps because people actually can, can actually hide out in a long distance relationship for a really long time without really knowing that that is really harmful too. So if that other person was living in the same city or even living physically with you, would you still want to be with them? Would that change, obviously it changes the dynamic of the relationship, but would it change it for the better or would that put more stress and strain on the relationship if you were physically together? So that is it for me today on, I just started a long distance relationship again, <laughs> now what? And I hope 
if you are in a long distance relationship, you are in one that's very open in terms of communication and talking to each other, but you also are in one that has a date in the future in which you will no longer be long distance, but be together because I definitely know that that is a huge thing for me was just being able to know how long are we going to be apart and then when are we going to be together and if I can get to that marker, if I can get to that date, then we're all good. So here we are. We are actually going to be celebrating our, um, well, we just, this past December, we celebrated 10 years of knowing each other and we're going to be having nine-year wedding anniversary coming up in February. So yeah, long-distance relationships are amazing and they work if the, if the two people in them are willing to work at it. It's not always going to be easy. It's going to be really, really hard most of the time, but it's definitely worth it. So if you're thinking about being in a relationship with somebody who does not live where you live, don't discount it immediately. Think about it and test it out and give it give it a go, but do definitely give it a go with intention and not just kind of like, hmm, let's see, I'm going to try. No, like give it, give it a go. Okay. If you are in a long distance relationship now or have been in the past, hit me up on Instagram at jess.loves.life and tell me your experience. I want to hear how it was for you. Did you break up? Did you stay together? Did you make it work? Give me your tips too for being in a long distance relationship. I always love reading that. And if you know somebody who's going through this experience right now, because there's so many people who are doing long distance because of the pandemic and they haven't been able to see each other and traveling is harder, uh, send this episode to them and have them listen to it because it might just help them figure out their next steps and what they want to do with their relationships. And don't forget to subscribe, uh, share this episode, and leave a review, and we will see you all next time on the show. Thank you so much for listening. I appreciate it more than I can say. Did you love this episode of I Just Blank, Now What?, If you did, be sure to subscribe on your fave podcast platform. And if you're on Apple Podcasts, please leave a review. I do love reading them. And if you know somebody who's experiencing this story or something similar, please share this episode with them. It just might help them figure out the answers to their own now what questions. Have you recently had a now what moment and aren't sure what to do? Reach out to me at jessicastevens.ca and submit your story and I'll help you figure out what to do how to move forward and help you answer, now what? See you on the next episode.